This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, for this third Sunday of Easter, we continue to read from the magnificent Gospel of John, especially from these last two chapters dealing with the resurrection appearances. Our story for today is taken from the 21st chapter of John, and it's the wonderful account of Jesus' appearance to the disciples by the Sea of Galilee. I told you before, there's a lot of links between the Gospel of John and the creation account. Same is true here. Jesus is the power of God recreating, reanimating, giving life back to his church. Now, what I found fascinating about this particular account is it's very relevant to us. These disciples have had these extraordinary experiences of Jesus alive again after his crucifixion. Peter and John running to the tomb. Thomas seeing the risen Christ and saying, My Lord and my God. These extraordinary, life-changing experiences. But now, as this story opens, it seems as though they're back at their ordinary tasks. Here are Simon Peter, Thomas the twin, Nathaniel, Zebedee's sons, and two other disciples. They're back in Galilee. They've returned from Jerusalem. And they're about their business of fishing again. Does this happen to us? We can have a very powerful religious experience. Maybe it's a retreat you've been to. Maybe it's a sermon you've heard. Maybe it's some saintly person you've met and you've decided, I'm going to live my life in a new way. You know, I'm, I'm on fire now for the things of the Spirit. But then you find your fervor going down. And you sort of return to your ordinary life. In some ways, I think that's what's being described here. Here's a very subtle bit of symbolism, but we're used to it now in John. He loves numbers. How many disciples are there? It's not the twelve, it's not the eleven. There are seven of them. Simon, Thomas, Nathaniel, Zebedee's two sons, and two others. There's seven of them. Well, seven stands for the completed cycle of time. It stands for the seven days of the week, if you will, for ordinary time. Peter says, I'm going out to fish. We'll join you, they replied. And they got into the boat. All through the night, they caught nothing. Can you hear how kind of flat, dark, ordinary this whole thing is? The fervor's gone. The spirit's gone. Where's the life that had animated these disciples when they were in Jerusalem? But now, listen, the light is about to come on. Just after daybreak, Jesus was standing on the shore though the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Remember, early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, here now it's dark, and daybreak comes. This is Jesus who is light. Let there be light. 
The light which the darkness cannot overcome. This is the light of the new life. Jesus is standing on the shore as though he himself is the rising sun, which is going to illumine their lives. Christians, this is what the story is about. How the risen Jesus can illumine your ordinary life and make it rich again, make it lively again. He said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? Not a thing, they answered. Cast your net off to the starboard side, he suggested, and you'll find something. So they made a cast and took so many fish they could not haul the net in. Well, of course, we've been here before, haven't we, in the Gospel? Jesus saying to Peter, put the net off here and you'll get a lot of fish. It's now, listen, Jesus having entered into their lives, having illumined them and raised them to a new pitch, now they've caught nothing, but now they've caught everything. It's your ordinary life, your ordinary tasks, your family life, your life at work, when the risen Jesus enters into that, shines into it, he will raise it to a new pitch. This is like in the gospel story of the, of the two, the five loaves and a couple of fish. Just bring something very ordinary to Jesus. He will elevate it, multiply it. So here, the fish in great abundance. With this, of course, they know it's Jesus. John, the beloved disciple, he shouts out, It's the Lord. He recognizes him in this new elevation of their lives. So we too, Christians, when we feel our lives being raised to a new pitch of excitement, that's a sign that Jesus has re-entered our life. Then this detail, which is beautiful, and, and we can all identify with it. It says that Peter, at this point, threw on some clothes and jumped into the water to come to Jesus. Now, I submit to you, this is a strange detail. Peter is naked on the boat. He throws on clothes to jump in the water and come to Jesus. Now, maybe it was the custom of, of first century Galilean fishermen to fish in the nude. I don't really know. But I think, symbolically, something very powerful is going on here. You're a biblical person. Who comes to your mind? You hear about someone who is naked and then throws on clothes. I said that John's Gospel often harkens back to the book of Genesis. Before the original sin, Adam and Eve walked in the cool of the evening with God in easy conversation. They were naked, but they were unselfconscious before they had sinned. And then, when Adam and Eve had sinned, they immediately threw on clothes Remember, they sewed loincloths for themselves. They covered up their shame. And when God sees them, He says, what, What's happened? You must have sinned. On the boat, Peter is unaware of his sin. But in the presence of Jesus, when he knows it's the Lord, what does he do? He throws on clothes. He throws on clothes. Like Adam. Like Eve. He's ashamed. Why is Peter ashamed? Because in Jesus' moment of truth, he denied him. Not once, not twice, three times. He denied that he even knew him. 
Peter's ashamed of this sin. And so like Adam in the presence of Yahweh, Peter in the presence of Jesus throws on clothes. Christians, listen to me. Sometimes it's precisely when you let Jesus into your life that you're more aware of sin, not less. Before Christ enters your life, you can live under the illusion that you have no sin. That happens all the time. I'm, I'm okay, you're okay, I'm doing fine. I'm leading my ordinary life. But then, daybreak, the sun shines, Christ comes into your life, He elevates you to a new pitch of existence, and it's then, it's then that you realize, I'm a sinner. It's in the light that I notice the smudges on the windshield. It's in the light I notice where I fall short. Don't be surprised. In fact, celebrate it. Your awareness of your sin could be a sign that Christ's Spirit is much more operative in you than it was before. They come to Jesus, including Peter now, with his clothes thrown on. He comes to Jesus. What does Jesus do? He makes him a meal. This is the typical move of the Lord Jesus all throughout the Gospels. He gathers them. He gathers them around himself and he shares his life with them. This is precisely what we do at the Mass. This is what the Mass is. Sinners though we are, yes, we're sinners, but we come to Jesus and we are gathered by him and we share with him in intimacy a meal. It's what he did all his ministry. It's what he did with the disciples on the road to Emmaus. It's what he does now. The Eucharist. Eat and drink with the Lord. Yes, despite our sins, we're invited into this intimacy. Then comes this great engagement with St. Peter. This conversation. Listen now. When they'd eaten their meal... Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know that I love you. At which Jesus said, feed my lambs. Christianity is not a philosophy. Not a matter of subscribing to abstract ideas. It's not a set of principles. Christianity is a relationship to a person. How wonderful that Jesus says, do you, not, do you subscribe to my teaching? He says, do you love me? Do you love me? Christians, that's the the question we all hear. What is the quality of our relationship to him? Peter says, well, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then, then, feed my lambs. The test of our love of Jesus, the test that we love him, is that we do what he did. We do what he did. He gave his life For the other, we give our lives for the other. We give our lives for the sheep. The second time he put this question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Jesus replied, tend my sheep. He does it again. Same question, same exhortation. Then a third time, Jesus said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Well, this time Peter was hurt. How many times do I have to answer this question? He said to him, Lord, you know everything. 
You know well that I love you. Jesus told them, feed my sheep. Three times, Peter denied him. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. Three times. So three times he is made to affirm his love. Jesus here takes Peter, this sinner, who is ashamed, that's why he threw on clothes, and now he leads him through a process of repentance, of transformation. This is exactly what Jesus does with us. You come to him, I come to him, we're covered in our sins. What do we expect from him? He will lead us through the process of repentance, turning our denial of him into love. Denial into love. Denial into love. The test of it, we're sent on mission. Take care of the sheep. Feed the hungry. Give drink to the thirsty. Clothe the naked. Visit the imprisoned. Comfort the sorrowing. All the spiritual, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. Ways of feeding the sheep of the Lord. Then that last wonderful section. Peter, when you were young, you tied your own belt. You went where you wanted to go. But when you're an old man, someone else will tie you up and take you where you do not want to go. This is what Jesus does with us. When we let him into our lives, we are no longer in charge. But rather, we have surrendered to a power that's beyond our own egos. Good, good. We're no longer in charge. We will be tied up by this power and taken where we don't want to go. That means taken on a spiritual adventure of deeper and deeper life. Friends, reread this 21st chapter of John's Gospel. It's the whole spiritual life on display. Feeding the sheep of the Lord and being drawn by Christ into new life. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Father Robert Barron is combating the crisis of faith in our culture. Father Barron's expanded website can deepen your faith, give you new insights into scriptures, and help you become a better Christian. Go to wordonfire.org and tap into Father Barron's compelling videos, sermons, articles, and much more. Wordonfire.org. Connect with one of the Catholic Church's best messengers every day, everywhere.